You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Good morning, my name is Alan Aguirre. You're watching the Chameleon Church Show. I am your host. We're coming to you live and direct from the Wasatch. Back, it is June 29th, Tuesday, June 29th. I, I have a hard time when my summer goes like that and my winter goes like like that. Yeah. <sighs> Let's just bring Lenny in. Lenny! Hey, so, morning, brother. Good morning. So it's like already the end of June. It's a... Uh, Man, that went by fast. Before I know it, it'll be September, and then winter comes. Winter's coming. I, I got to get to the beach, man. I got to get to the beach. I'm talking about getting to the beach. A warm beach, not this one up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we haven't gotten up to 60 yet. Oh, and, wow. And the world's burning around us. Oh, I know. It's crazy. We've had some some heat, heatage up here. Portland was up to 116. Portland 116? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's so all the conspiracy people are going, it's judgment. <laughs> it's interesting how God will use drought and flooding, right? Not no water and too much water. It's just, it's very interesting. Speaking yeah. of interesting, uh, I, I got a question. I was asked a question on Chameleon Church on the, uh, on, on, on the Think Travelog YouTube. And the question was, hey, how come you're not on the Chameleon Church YouTube page? It would be so much easier to find me. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so this morning, we're on the Travelog Facebook, the Chameleon Church Facebook, and the Chameleon Church YouTube page. I figured, let's put it on the Chameleon Church YouTube page instead of the Travelog YouTube page and see what happens. Uh, makes sense to me. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't have an actual answer of why. This wasn't broadcast on the Chameleon Church YouTube page. So through StreamYard, we do this on we, through StreamYard for a reason. Uh, we do it on StreamYard so that if I'm out and about traveling, Lenny can still run the show and, and do all this since it's web-based versus software-based. Like, for example, my, my camera, this is eCam. That's uh, computer-specific. So anyway, so with StreamYard, with the account we have, the I forgot what what version we you know you pay a monthly subscri subscription for this stuff, and we want to thank the 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 guys the, the kids over at Travelog for funding this uh, for us. But they uh, they only allow broadcasting to three platforms, so we're maxed out. And I don't want to. I'm not going to pay the extra money now. I could restream <clears throat> from Ecamm to. Uh, three other platforms, but it's, it would be redundant, I think. So we'll try this out, see what happens on the Chameleon Church Facebook page. Uh, it's, yeah. And I've, I, uh, before we went live, I went and got a cup of coffee and I came back and my, I couldn't, my, my video had frozen because we've been having some issues with that. This is better to find your show. Thanks. And yeah, that's what they say. You're, yeah. You're welcome, Andy. Thank you. Good to see you. Um, so hopefully we won't freeze. I don't. Ecamm doesn't know what it is. It's it's Streamyard specific and only Streamyard. It doesn't happen anytime anywhere else. And I do this seven times a week. So I don't know. But um, Lenny, hey, what's going on, man? 
It's trying to get warm still. I can't believe it, man. Wow. It's cold. It's it's been it's been pretty warm here. It's been pretty. I, warm. You know, I had a visit from my brother that I haven't seen in about since my sister passed away. I mean, I really love him. He's seventy three, and he's a flaming communist. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he he's always been the liberal out there. He's the guy that owned uh, Oroweet in the whole state of Idaho. And he oh, wow. sold it. So he travels to Taiwan and India. He has this big fifth wheel. And he goes, I only got about two years of driving. So he, he tried to lay his communist thing on me. Oh, man. And the thing is, is this time rather than debate him, I just mellowed out. And then he goes, you know what? He goes, I don't think I'm as liberal as I used to be. And then he just started softening. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He goes, Why'd you ever stop praying for him? Don't oh. go after him. Ouch. He's the one living in Boise where his bakery blew up around him. It was on CNN, national TV. I was living in Salt Lake, a young man. Alex was just real young because we moved back to Utah. And I had to run up to Boise to pray for him. And he gave his life to Jesus because he thought he was going to die. And... Uh, oh. This is the same one, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. But you wouldn't believe, man, what a communist. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. I, I remember one time my mom's cousin, so it was my second cousin. This woman's insane. We were at dinner at a dinner once. I don't know. We were. It was dinner at the, around the table, and she looked at me, and she goes, you're a communist. And I started laughing. I go, I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. I'm like the last thing. You're actually the communist. <laughs> it's like, no, no. I, I'm like, I've lived in a communist country. Believe you me, I'm not one of them. Yeah, it's, they were throwing that word around even way back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, we've got a testimony. Marie, we're going to have to share it here. All right, so Marie says, Alan, after last night's show, if you don't know, we do a Monday night devotional gathering every Monday night for the last year plus. That's what she's talking about. And you making me aware of my meds. Uh, we were talking about, what were we talking about yesterday, last night, that you would say that? We're talking about something. Uh, I guess maybe pork and all that. What was that? Um, so I think, yeah, I think we're talking about diet or something like that. Uh, she's, I am so glad that I bought those books. She bought my books. And you're teaching for They Saved My Life, life, life Last Night. I was attacked physically, and I knew what to do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for praying for me. Keep, uh, Please keep praying for me. Um, so, we, you know, we, we're also, we've also, and then she says, pay attention uh, for, for Alan's and Lenny's words, save lives. <laughs> she had a thyroid attack issue with her thyroid, apparently, she's saying here. And attacked physically, we are in a season where, manifestations will occur and and she said she knows what to do what we do on so tuesdays tuesday is different than monday night monday night is an actual hands-on this is what you do this is how you do it practical application of scripture to your life it's a discipleship program it's a discipleship training program in essence that's what it is wouldn't you think don't you think lenny yep exactly and and and, it, and so tuesday's more like a this is more like teaching, I don't know. But Monday's a discipleship training program, and we're, and we're about equipping people. We've, you've heard us say that before. 
And last What's incredible time we were, about it is the interaction among the people. Right. Is the spirit them. of God speaking to them through the devotion. It's amazing. Yeah, and how they'll pray for each other, lay hands yes. on each other, you know, prophesy, you know, all that stuff. So la- yesterday we were talking about um, the the devotional. We're talking about the Exodus to Ingathering series. We're, we're, this is the first one. We have a number two that's not in print yet that we're going through. Uh, you can pre-order it, and um, and we'll provide you mm-hmm. with the, the, the resources, the materials. We're talking about prophecy in occupation and Balaam. Balaam, everybody knows about the story of Balaam and his donkey. His donkey spoke to him. No one no one bats an eye that the guy wasn't surprised that his donkey was talking to him. I don't know. That's because the guy was functioning at that level of spirituality or spiritualism. He's a Gentile. He's not an Israelite. And he's living among Nephilim. And he's takes fees of divination on a regular basis. Um, and But he, God spoke to him. He had a, a powerful, interactive relationship with God, yet caused a, uh, a scat, you know, he caused 24,000 Israelites to die. Even, you know, he, he, he was paid to curse Israel. God told him not to curse them, so he didn't, and he couldn't, but he was able to fandangle some sort of conspiracy against them through the women of Moab and Midian and caused 24,000 Israelites to die. And so we were talking about that and how the importance of our having to be um, how we need to be cautious and i mean not only do we need to hone and discerningly and discerningly hone our giftings but then once we have them we have to keep the enemy at bay from perverting us and them as balaam was perverted so so yeah oh yeah we were talking about swine and how swine is probably a yeah, say that. <laughs> I know where you're going with that one. We did mention it last night because last night's a little bit more of a private group. Not private group, but it's a little bit more condensed. Yeah. And and how certain things of swine we can use, you know, tubes for our hearts and stuff like that. We we're talking about that kind of stuff. Anyway, watch. Uh, it's, it's available on... Uh, on YouTube and Facebook at the Exodus to Ingathering series YouTube and Facebook page. You can watch it. So anyway, thank you, Marie, for sharing your testimony. That's pretty awesome. Blessings on you and protection on you. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, internet stuff. Be sure to, if you're watching us on Facebook, be sure to like the page. And get our so you can get our alerts uh, when we do what we do. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and hit that bell. And uh, what else? What else? And leave a comment and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, and we explain Kevin why they might have pig valves and why they work for humans. Is it a coinkadink? Yeah. You know, it's uh, this last week I just 
decided to take my time, but I went through the whole book of Enoch again. And I got the companion books by Michael Heiser, uh-huh. part one and part two. And I just went real slow. And when you were talking about just the weather and everything, you his description when the angels were talking to him of what the Lord would use for judgment and what he wouldn't use for judgment. Then when he went to the animals and uh, the perversion that happened with the animals, you just see, I mean, Enoch was just taken back. He goes, what is this? But I took my time and I'm still digesting a lot of what I'm saying. And, you know, then last night what happens, I turn on, uh, I was just going through, I think it was prime, um, the Amazon Prime uh, platform to get movies. They have a new one called, I think it's Sweet Tooth. Guy holding this little child that was part deer, part human in a post-apocalyptic world and how they're just making it real normal. And I'm going, oh, wow. It's gosh. part what? Huh? The, the baby is part what? Deer and part human. Part deer and part human. And I'm going, what? is going so if on. it was a goat it would have been a fawn right yeah or a satire no isn't that a fawn a part deer and part human or is that's that a, a fawn that's a fawn yeah oh a satire is goat man right and a fawn is deer and human There's like mr tumnus he's just it's, it's all around it's all around and it's just trying to push its way in oh Oh, Alan, that's just mythology, Alan. That's just fantasy mythology, C.S. Lewis. That's not real. Oh, you should read your Bible. Dina, if you want a good version of it, go on um, Skywatch TV because it's from Charles from the beginning of the 20th century. He's probably the most accurate because there's a lot of different versions, and it's got to be from the Ethiopic version. Yeah, Ethiopian Enoch 1. The Ethiopian version of Enoch One is is um, the one you want to get, Tina. There's a whole package with Michael Heiser, and he has two um, companion reader commentaries that go with the book, and it's and they, they give it. It's really nice. It's a really nice package. Look, we brought up Enoch, and we lost people. They're not watching us anymore. <laughs> oh no! Kidding. I'm just kidding. I, there's this little number ticker up there, so it's always kind of funny. Hello, Bob Hall from. Iowa. That's where Bob is in Iowa right now. Roxanne gave us a heart. Hello, Roxanne. Thank you very much. And there's Marie. And so I wanted to get Alyssa on here. She didn't respond to my hey, you should be on the show this morning. She didn't, she's probably watching though, but so um Yes. Well, you know, speaking of Enoch, it's interesting. I I'm, I troll the different Torah teachers, and the last month and a half, there's been questions that have been given to them, all the way from Tennessee to Washington, saying, well, what do you think about Gen 6? What do you think about this? And they all skirt the issue, they make it an emotional plea, and they just don't want to go there. They don't want to give any theological reference of how it fits within the whole scripture. And and yet they're not bashing it. They're saying, I know some of the, our best friends believe it, but it's like a terrifying thing that's coming to these dear brothers. And I just go to my heart and go, oh, Lord. 
it's unveiling before them and they're going to have to come up with truth. Yeah. Well, apparently they're church fathers because they sure the hell aren't mine. <laughs> their church fathers figured if we just bury our head in the sand regarding certain topics, it'll just go away. Well, plus, they also, plus, they also knew those those church fathers. They also knew this would it would be a while before it came back around, and they'd be way out of the picture. But they 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 poisoned the well. It's it's the emperor's clothes, man. Emperor's new yeah. clothes. You know, I'm walking around. You know, I'm walking around naked, <laughs> and I'm not going to drink from the well. I will not drink from that well. They're they're I mean, yeah. like you said. They're holding on to the tradition of their fathers. Rather than what the scripture teaches, it's clear. Yeah, uh, Kevin's talking about Sky uh, Skywatch was taken off YouTube. Yeah, they yeah. were taken off YouTube like two or three weeks ago. They have everything backed up on another platform. I forgot the name. Do you Roku remember? has it. Roku. Yep. Okay, but you can go to the Skywatch.com. Go to their yeah, website, yeah, and they'll yeah, have yeah, the link that uh, Lenny's talking about. And there's. Dina with the link. <laughs> there you go. Kevin, come on, man. Kevin, did you see what uh, Rob Skiba posted? Was it this morning or yesterday about 11 awards now for his, just for his trailer. The, the, Rob Skiba is doing a, um, an animated series called seed. He's been working on it for a few years and he's been submitting just the trailer. Cause I mean, the amount of work involved has got to be just overwhelming. But he's been submitting the trailer to award to uh, film festivals, and he's won like eleven awards now. Uh, it's pretty amazing, pretty intense. Um, yeah, it's, kudos to to what Rob's doing, but it, that's that's got to be an insane amount of work. Well, I know it is. I know it's an insane amount of work. So then it's going to cost an insane amount of money, more money than I've got. Yikes! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Kevin uh, works with Rob, and um, yeah. Rob's a nice guy. I've met him. Uh, he's a nice guy. I like Rob Skiba. I've been on his radio show, too. Oh, you don't have a wrench? You're supposed to have a wrench, man. Why don't you have a wrench? How do I give you a wrench? Let's talk after the show, and we'll set, set you up again. All right. Well, that means an admin. Kevin, we'd like to have Kevin as an admin to help us go manage this junk oh look at martin's reading enoch for the first time yeah that's like a didn't he say that up above there yeah um yeah i don't know why you don't have a wrench and i don't know how to give you one so i mean i don't know how to give you one right now um so yeah what else is going on so um what did we talk about today lenny we had some good conversation before the show yeah we did we're talking some about real stuff. Yeah, we're talking about how people like to blame others for their ills. How they yes. like to blame leadership for their lives not working out. Or for always crashing in the same car. See how I, I, I just throw Bowie in there whenever I can. Yes. <laughs> And 99% of the people will never know the reference. And that's fine. I know what I'm doing. I, and I do this to entertain myself. I've got to keep myself. I got to, I, I do, this is for my entertainment pleasure, people. Um, you know, we're talking about, uh, there's a brother, a certain brother 
uh, wanted to leave leave our community, the mountain, and go down to the valley, Salt Lake Valley, and uh, get their own apartment and get their job, get a job, and all that. And I told the guy, I'm like, man, you know, you're having a hard time doing this with us. Based on what do you think you're going to be able to go down the mountain and do this on your own? You're going to crash and burn. You should probably go back to Dallas, like where we all came from, right? You should probably leave Utah. Don't do this on your own because it's not going to be good for you. So this guy, he, uh, he does it anyway because, you know, it's not like we're a cult. <laughs> as much as they'll, as much as they would want to believe we're a cult. We're actually not a cult. We, You know, you want to go, you go, you know. And then they, they had this girlfriend for like, they hid a girlfriend from us for over a year. And we're like, dude, when do you plan on introducing us to this girl that you're probably more than likely sexually active with and hiding from us? Anyway, all that to say, three, four years later, here we are, and that guy is now blaming us for uh, not keeping them from making the bad decisions that they've made the last two or three years. And we're like, we told you not to do that. We actually told you what would happen to you because, you know. People have a real unbiblical expectation of what a pastor or a leader is supposed to be. So the question to you, Lenny, is after being a pastor for 30 plus years, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any experience with that? Yeah, I have that kind of experience. You want me to, I could have a whole list of people that blame me for their lack of relationship with God. Uh, one per, like one, this one person says, you weren't a father to me. And I go, that is not what I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a helper of your soul, according to the scripture. I go, and, and, and I reminded the person, of, I go, do you remember when Jesus says, I never knew you depart from me? And this is with all that religious experience of casting out devils and everything. We can use that in the context of the charismatic church. But what about the individual who says, here I am. I'm supposed to, uh, you let me down. And Jesus is going to say to him, he goes, you didn't see me. You were looking for something else. I never knew you. And uh, sadly to say, a lot of the churches train people up in that way, making them dependent on their leaders rather than the leaders getting out of the way. And, a lot of, you know, and, and uh, you know, I have to say this. We were taught to be churchmen and not disciples. We taught people how to be churchmen. Hirelings. Oh, my gosh. I remember Bob Fulton telling me that. He goes, don't make people churchmen. He goes, we know how to do that. And consequentially, he says, I don't want to grow in the ranks of the vineyard. He was John Wimber's brother-in-law, and yet he was incredibly influential. And he was one of those one-line wisdom guys that, that I can put my respect behind. You know, so, yeah, I, I've seen that. I, I got a list I could yeah. bore you with. And don't get me wrong. We, our heart goes out to this dear brother. We, yeah. would, we, we would restore them in a second. Yeah. They're not interested. They have, they've, they've picked up an, uh, an offense against us and, and are blaming us for their woes. There, there's nothing there for us to work with. We tried working with this guy until it was, you know what? You're, you're not doing anything you said you would do. You know, we can't help you. Yeah. it's you uh, know, It comes down to the Holy Spirit, too. Do they ever have that relationship? 
Because, you know, if he if the scripture is true and he's the teacher of truth, someone's not there. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I, I, so Lenny was my we, we came under Lenny in 1987, I'm going to say. Yeah. And oh, man, what a train wreck we were. And, uh, you know, I've got a long list of things I blame Lenny for and for my life. <laughs> there you go. No, it's actually, I got to blame. I'm still looking to blame somebody right now. I can't find anybody. Yeah, it's actually not true. I, I, that's the most ridiculous thing. I remember. So I was raised by an apostle and he happened to be my uncle, like my mother's brother. And in 1990, mid 90s, he, 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 he threw it all away. And I started getting phone calls from people. Hey, I'm sorry to hear about your uncle. Are you okay? Are you going to be? I'm like, well, yeah. As if what my uncle had just done was somehow going to have a, uh, a domino effect with me. It's like, no, man, I, I, I have my own salvation to figure out. If that guy wants to derail his life, if he wants to be a Muppet, that doesn't impact me whatsoever. But apparently that's a thing. Apparently, that's like a majority thing. That when they're when a close leader, mentor, or whatever crashes and burns, a lot of his little minions do too. And so that's why people were calling me. Are you gonna? Are you okay? Are you all right? And I'm like, well, yeah. The guy's an idiot. <laughs> why would I not? You know, why am I? Why would I do that? You know. But I'll still tell you, man. Everything that guy instilled in my life for those three plus years, four years, invaluable, foundational. I'm still standing because of that foundation that they built for me, you know, on me. The woman that had the prophecy or had the, the woman that had the word in English for me that got me saved that night in 1980, January 23rd, <laughs> um, uh, commented on one of my my on one of my photos the other day. She's like, "Hi, Alan," and I'm like, "Hi, Molly." <laughs> it was like, because I mean, we've been friends on Facebook, but we haven't talked or nothing. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I was like, "Wow, what a trip!" So I got to, I, I, you know, reminisced on that a little bit. But yeah, um, so I, I guess that's the thing when leaders fall or whatever. Um, sometimes their disciples follow along. Well, if, if he fell, then everything he said mustn't be true. And, and I guess a downward spiral. I don't know. I don't. Of course, I understand why people do what they do, but I don't understand why people do what they do. You know? The early Jesus movement had this stick, and there was a common thread that they were rebellious enough to, and the leaders were rebellious enough to say, hey, man, don't trust in any man. You know, that's what the whole issue back then was of the counterculture of the hippies. And for some reason, the elevation of Jesus and him being the center and our faith in him, that's why they called it the Jesus movement. It wasn't the man's movement. Mm -hmm. And there was something that was instilled in that early, that type of revival that went yeah. on that to this day, uh, I haven't seen duplicated. And uh, yeah, I say all the time that that was the last uh, legitimate revival the West had. 
you know, that's why everybody's trying to prophesy it. Yeah. From Lou Engels and all those guys are going, yeah. God, I have another Jesus moment. No. You know, here's the thing. I've and I've said this before. I've 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 gone on the record with this. I believe the revival the church has been praying for all these years came. And it came in 2006. And it's the return to Torah, the return to the scriptures, exactly. the return to the word of God. What a flipping concept. Yes. And the, and the reason why they didn't get the revival they were praying for is because they don't have an infrastructure for it. They don't have the infrastructure for LGBTQ to walk into those doors. Mm. They don't have the infrastructure for transgenders to walk into the to those doors. They don't have the infrastructure for the homeless drug addicts yep. so counterculture i mean so so everybody lost their mind well apparently because I, I i just don't have time for it but apparently the church as or you know christians lost their mind on this new disney movie cruella okay well guess what i saw over the weekend and cruella. guess what i identified with dude this was a freaking great movie it was awesome but it's 100 percent me London in the 70s, fashion, pulp culture. Pushing the norm, you know, saying no to social uh, norms. You know, I'm not going to submit to what they tell me to be. And, you know, and just counterculture and, and everything she was doing to promote herself as the next fashion diva. It made perfect sense to me. I identified with it 1,000% because it's my life. Kevin, uh, Kevin's right. You know, the Torah, yeah. it's so in line with the 10 virgins. And right before his coming, the whole issue of Torah, the whole issue of the oil that, remember, it says they wouldn't have but just a little strength. It wasn't going to be this massive in gathering. That's not going to happen until all everything hits the fan. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. It's a Torah. You're right. It's yeah. yeah that the, is the revival. That's the revival. And so I here's why I bring up Cruella because so the church freaked out on it, and I'm like, so first of all, things were being done to her as a little child. She was being bullied, and so you yeah. know that, that will get you upset. That will push you to be an outcast. That'll push you to be on the fringe. That'll push you to be, you know, an, a, a social upstart. Well, and then she finds out her mother was murdered. And I mean, yeah, it's not like these, these things were being done to her, right? Now, I'm not saying it was, it's okay to be evil or mean or bad. If you think that's what I'm saying, then you're just an idiot. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I absolutely identified and understood everything she went through because I went through a lot of that, you know? Isn't that the story of most humans? Well, see, that's the thing. And so Isn't that what redemption's all about? Right. And so I said, well, the reasons why, here's why the church didn't like, the, here's why mainstream Christianity didn't like the movie. One, it's London in the 70s. <laughs> it's fashion. It's all about fashion and bam, 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 right? Punk rock, basically. I mean, that's she's just a little punk rocker. 
Yeah, it's the and, old phrase, smoke, drink, and do, and go with girls that do. There you do. Smoke, drink, and chew. Right. And so they didn't, so they didn't, and, and they didn't understand 95% of the pulp culture reference that were made. Church doesn't know anything about that stuff. They just don't. And the five, and, and they missed the 5%. They didn't see themselves in her and the little girl, Estrella. I think that was her name. They didn't see themselves in her being bullied by the world, being bullied by the bad people, you know, being watching her mother die, thinking that she was to blame for that when it wasn't, she was murdered. You know, they didn't see themselves in her. Just like the Pharisees didn't see themselves in the woman that they deliberately watched in adultery, having sex, and then busted down the door and said, aha, we caught you, and then dragged her to Jesus. <laughs> How come people don't understand that's what that story's about? How do people not understand the Pharisees literally entrapped this woman and caught her in the act of sexual adultery? What are they doing doing that? What is up with those guys? Oh, they're setting up their righteousness. Right. As they through perversion. Exactly. It's Ooh, amazing that people don't understand that's what's going on. And that's why Jesus is like drawing on the dirt, going, You stupid people. The whole first vision of Enoch was about that. They talk about righteousness. I bet you they quoted it 500 times. The perversion behind righteousness. Yeah. So, so that's why the church didn't get it, and that's why the church has a, had a, has had a big time problem getting me. And that's why I brought up Cruella because, see, church doesn't have an infrastructure for the godless sinner. They just don't. They don't know how to deal with that. I walked into Shady Grove in 2003 with dreadlocks, and they didn't know how to. You know, a lot of the leadership were like, "Well, we don't know what to do with this guy." I mean, not everybody, but there's, you know, there's people that are going, whoa, we've never had a dreadlock guy in this church. Well, of course not. Um, I mean, I was one of the first punk rockers that got converted, and they didn't know what to do with me. They just didn't. You know, what do you do with a guy? Remember how we walked into your church, Lenny? No eyebrows, blue black hair, full face makeup. We looked like, my wife and I looked like we were on, going out to a club, to like the Scream Club, or, and it's something like that, you know? And we walked into the church like that because we figured if they can if they can get past this, then they can look at our hearts. If they can't get past this, there's no way they can look at our hearts. And um, so that's why I brought up Cruella. That's, I, that's why I brought up Cruella because the church doesn't have an infrastructure for revival. No. Because they don't like sinners. They don't like the world. And they don't know how to manage. They don't, they don't, know, they don't know anything about it. Because they're so disconnected, and they're 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 in their Christian box, their their Christian ghetto. When Yeshua came, they didn't like sinners, right? And so that's why the last that's why the last real revival was the Jesus movement because it didn't happen in the church. It had nothing to do with church. It was the highways and the byways and the alleyways of the West Coast hippie movement. Holy Spirit swooped down and just leveled an entire generation. Outside of the church. And then guess what? Guess who comes up? Then guess who shows up two, three, four, five years later? The church. Trying to wrangle them in. Oh, yeah. And that's how you get Chuck Smith and uh, John Wimber. And even the gospel outreach was Jim Durkin. Yeah. 
You got traditional pastors that started pastoring hippies. They said, we're not going to look at the graphs anymore on a Sunday. The little uh, measuring tubes, you know, <sighs> we won't do that. You know, what goes around comes around, but boy, that's what got people in the first day, the first times. I mean, like you said, gospel outreach. Um, they were like a brother-sister ministry to what I was in with Shiloh. That came out of Calvary because we go, man, we got to have community. It's got to be different. Yep. So the revival the church has been praying for can't come, won't come. And I, that's why I think the revival did come in 06, and it was a return to Torah, return to God's word, return to the scriptures. Yeah. A return to Jesus, because Jesus is the word made flesh, as I mentioned and brought up to everybody yesterday on uh, the two-minute warning. Well, we don't like that type of revival, because it's invisible. It's, a, it's Now it's about the heart, not actions and not people and not numbers. You know what? They don't like the authority behind it. That too. They hate the authority behind it. It's like the Pharisees, and, it, and it's depicted really well in, that, in The Chosen when Jesus healed the paraplegic, paraplegic. They couldn't do that. You know, I, I hear Jesus, old Jesus movement people say, you know what? That's just legalistic. I go, do you remember what it was like in the early Jesus movement? <laughs> I go, we feared the Lord, and we were told that. We had to walk uprightly. We had to learn how to be a servant. Maybe they didn't have all the technology of the biblical theology behind it, but there was a fear of the Lord, and you walked circumspectly. You hated sin. That's what they taught. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Oh, boy. You know. The fear, the fear of the Lord is an old adage, man. You never hear it anymore. Remember the shepherding movement was considered oh, legalistic. yes. They're the first ones that got dissed on it. Yeah. So the return to God's word, the return to the scriptures, I believe is the revival that ended up coming in 06, and it was return to Torah. And I watched it happen, and I knew what was going to happen to it because I know what people do. I knew that what has happened to the Torah movement would happen to the Torah movement, and it's perverted. It's gross. It's yucky. Yeah. So what we do is see a lot of the people in Torah movement don't understand they hear, here's they believe they're being biblical more than traditional Christians to the extent that a lot of the Torah people hate Christians because they do Sunday and eat pork. Can't do that. Um and they hate charismatics or they're anti-charismatic because they believe it's Kundalini because, you know, they, they don't have the discernment to discern what's spiritual and what's not or what's God's spirit and what's not God's spirit, kind of like the Pharisees. And when you call the Holy Spirit demonic, there's no coming back to that. So my Christian pork-eating Sunday morning friends are going to be better off than them because you can't do that. It doesn't work, yeah. And what I think that a lot of the Torah movement people now it's what it's been ten years, fifteen years now. It's it's well, well perverted, uh, and I've had the displeasure of having to work with some of those people um, when I first came out with my books. Um, what they don't understand, it's interesting how because they you know, they think they're so biblical or script, scriptural because they keep Torah legalistically, mind you. Uh, what they don't understand is that. The writers of the New Testament, the New Testament Church of Acts, which is the foundational basis for the Jesus movement. Do you correct me if I'm wrong, Lenny, because you're older than I am. Got it. Um, 
was the book of Acts example of Christianity? Chapter two was our mantra. Yep. Charismatica. You got it. And for some reason, the Torah community doesn't understand that, that every that everything that we're talking about in the New Testament church that Jesus made were Torah-observant Jews that spoke in tongues, healed the sick, cast out demons, raised the dead, prophesied intrepid dreams, and uh, they're not understanding that piece. This is probably yeah. a lot of thought. Yeah. So... Oh, so what we're trying to do, what we've been trying to do, see, we've I've I avoided these people for a very, 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 very long time, because it's not about conspiracies. When your conspiracy is right up there with eating, uh, not eating pork and wearing tassels, there's something wrong. Um, I'm not about conspiracies. I actually made a choice in the '80s not to be a conspiracy theory wacko for Jesus, and. Um, said the guy that believes in Genesis 6 uh, and um, and the basilisk, right? Um, and they've replaced the Holy Spirit with conspiracies. I mean, when when see, when you can't speak in tongues or heal the sick, you start doing, you start wearing linen and teaching people to about electromagnetic frequencies <laughs> and essential oils. It's like, it's like harp and bowl. It's fake prophetic worship. Same thing. When you can't do it, you fake it. That's not going to fly. In fact, that's the devotional I'm working on right now, the fig tree. What is the fig tree really all about? It's not even a parable. It's an actual thing that happened. It's not even a parable. They call it the parable of the fig tree. It's it's no parable. You saw a fig tree, had no fruit, cursed it. What is that really all about? Well, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm working, literally working on and finishing today uh, for devotional week 17 of the second field manual um that's why you uh master master can you dung it go around it a couple more times yeah that's a story itself yeah well yeah when you can't do it you fake it and so this piece that we're talking about so what we're about is Yes, we're pro-Israel. Yes, some of us are Jews. Yes, we're charismatic. And yes, we keep Torah. No, we don't hate Christians. Yes, you can go to church on Sunday, but but you need to keep the Sabbath, God's Sabbath as well. Um, see what I'm saying? It's uh, it's not about legalism. When you Paul says the, the Torah is spiritual. So when you're lacking the charismatic Holy Spirit peace, your Torah observance is pretty much legalistic. A lot of people don't like the way I keep the Sabbath. A lot of people don't like the way I keep Torah. A lot of them don't like a, a, a Torah observant man wearing earrings. He doesn't understand Torah. That's what they say. I mean, I've, I've gotten that across the board. Where does it say that you can't, that a man cannot have earrings and keep Torah? Nowhere. Again, they were nominal Christians to begin with, right? These guys, they were nominal Christians before they got into Torah. Now they're nominal Torah-keeping Christians. (laughs) Oh, God. And so we want to equip you into understanding that your prejudices and your biases, there's no room for them in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that. And you need to stop because you're going to find yourself without oil. John said, 1-1, He's the living Torah. That's the thing. He's front and center. Yeshua's front and center. 
and he's the one that glorifies the Father. What did he say? He says, you, you know what really glorifies the Father and brings forth fruit? That you believe on me and what I said about my Father. Isn't it interesting that he says, now this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, he didn't say, our Jesus who is in heaven. He says, our Father. And it was Yeshua that always pointed to the Father. And um, Christianity doesn't know that. I remember getting rebuked because they go, you didn't say it in Jesus' name. Oh, my God. I'm going, wow. Yeah. You know, it's like we were talking about earlier. We were talking about that guy that left our left us and is now blaming us for <laughs> making the bad decisions they made after leaving us. You know, the stuff we already told them not to do. Um, we were talking about that earlier. And then we were talking about how the, you know, the, how the Holy Spirit is, how people don't know how to deal with the Holy Spirit, with things of the Spirit. Jesus made that very clear, you know. You, you don't know what you're doing, he said to the Samaritan woman. Yes, he said, he called you people. People don't like it when I say that. Jesus said it. I'm going to go with Jesus. You people don't know what you're worshiping. Um, you have to demonize the Holy Spirit when you're, in, when you're in the mainstream because you can't do it. Remember the Pharisees? They demonized the Holy Spirit in Jesus because they couldn't do what Jesus did. They couldn't cast out the demons. They couldn't heal the sick. They couldn't do any of the things they knew their, that the prophets did. That's why Jesus said, you know, you killed the prophets. They're like, no, we didn't. We wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you would have. You're going to kill me. <laughs> right? But they couldn't do any of the things. That, when That's why Jesus said, how do you not know this stuff? You're a leader. You're a religious leader. You're one of Israel's religious leaders. You're supposed to know this stuff. Not only are you supposed to know this stuff, you're supposed to be able to do this stuff. Right. You have to be able to do the stuff the prophets did. And you can't. Why? Well, because they lacked that crucial, crucial component piece of the relationship. That's right. How the wind blows. Lenny, how do we teach these people that they need that piece of the relationship that they balk at, that they demonize, that they actually literally call demonic and not God? See, be right, because we it's, it's it's you can't fake healing the sick, casting out demons, speaking in tongues. Well, you can't fake speaking in tongues. I've heard it, but you can't fake super the supernatural. Yeah, well, it's teaching them what the what the wind really is, what the spirit really is. I mean, when Jesus said that to Nicodemus, he says, "You're a leader in Israel, and you don't know this." I mean, you can go all the way back to Genesis, and it not only has to do with creation, that he blew upon this planet, but that creation in itself is a foundation for what he gave us an authority to do to show the glory of God. Right. I mean, you got to start from the beginning, and people go, oh, yeah, then the light bulb goes on. And then here we cut. then you come 4,000 years later, and you come to Shavuot, and it falls on them, the very thing that they rejected when the Torah was given to them, that the Torah was supposed to be in sync with the Spirit being delivered. And they didn't want to have anything of it then. Then all of a sudden, now he pours it on his people. And what does the church do? Ah, 
we got to figure a way to get this out of here. But, you know, I know that that's a lot of demonic infiltration, unbelievable infiltration, because you know why? We just want the human side. We want the human factor. Yeah. We forget that we're spiritual, eternal beings that have, what did I put here? Um, that God gave us this, the church, the consciousness to bring about the demise of the powers of the air. We're called to do that. You can't do that without the spirit and the word. Right. And uh, I, that's just a lot to say. We need to teach them right from the beginning what the spirit's about and how uh, most people don't. They don't link it together. Right. Yeah. It's They're missing that crucial, intimate component in the relationship. So I, I want to address Bob's comment. Bob, I'm a career musician. I know about frequencies. Um, you say that mixing linen and wool creates conflicting frequency. Uh, Bob, I'm not talking about mixing fibers. Everybody knows like, we don't mix fibers. That's Torah. We observe those uh, commandments. We don't mix linen. We don't mix wool. We don't mix, mix cotton because the Bible tells us not to. So that's not what I'm talking about, Bob. I'm talking about people that are out there literally pushing wearing of linen exclusively. And you're, you mentioned frequencies and, and, you know, 432 and 440. My point, because I think you missed my point. My point is this, Bob. I am more impressed with people that actually do what the Bible says you should do. Jesus said, here's what Jesus said. I'm not contesting whether everything emits a frequency or not, Bob, but you're not getting, you're not understanding my point. Here's my point. Jesus said, here are the signs that'll follow my disciples. This is how you're going to know they're my disciples. They will speak in tongues. They will heal the sick. They will cast out demons. They will raise the dead. He didn't say they will tune their guitars to a 432 um, and they will wear linen exclusively and they will wear essential oils. He didn't say that. He could have, but he didn't say that. Why? Those things don't matter. What matters more than frequencies and whether or not you wear linen and put on body um, essential oils is what Jesus said. And Jesus said, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, and speak in tongues. So that's my point. The point I'm making is people that can't do that, people that can't speak in tongues, heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead, like the Pharisees, will come up with a bunch of other stuff for you to do to cover up and disguise and hide the fact that you can't actually do what Jesus is telling you to do. So a lot of these Torah people have made up stuff because they can't do what Jesus said. Hell, the majority of them don't even believe that that's even for today, let alone the example or what we do today in the name of Charismatica is actual, <laughs> but it's demonic. Just like they said about Jesus, he's casting out demons in the name of Beelzebub. And Jesus said, really? House divided itself can't stand. I'm casting out demons in the name of demons. Gotcha. But see, they said that because they were ignorant. They were spiritually ignorant. Lenny? You know, this goes back to what you're saying. The first thing we talked about, the people who always blame you for their failure in their walk with God, they wanted form and function. They wanted 
the the latest thing to to know how to get to a place where they could be recognized rather than doing what he said heal the sick be a servant love forgive all those things that uh you can read about in galatian about the fruit of the spirit and the power of the spirit and the power of holiness i mean it goes on and on and on yeah and so i find the value i think it's more important bob that as believers, we figure out this speaking in tongue, healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead thing before frequencies, linen, and essential oils. But that's just me. And then someone out there is going to say, well, what about when Jesus said that they don't know, that they didn't know him, and they said that, but Jesus, we raise, we heal the sick, we cast out demons, and we speak in tongues in your names. How do you mean you don't know us? Don't conflict. Don't don't confuse the two. Just because that comes up in that part doesn't mean you're not supposed to do those things. That's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's wearing tassels without blue. Threading them. Tim made a comment of what we talked about even before we went on when he talks about, or you can do it, but don't have the faith to really believe it. And that's missing from the Torah community, that one word, faith. You don't hear much about that. And what Alan was talking about, it's in doing it, it's that you have faith enough to believe in what he said to do it. And we're missing that one unbelievable component that he said is huge. Just read Hebrews, faith. Yeah, I'm going to be more concerned. I'm more concerned about you guys aligning yourself with what the Bible actually says, you know, the words of Jesus in the red letters. And, and for, for example, let's use speaking in tongues for an example. I'm more concerned with your ability to exercise that piece of obedience than whether you understand about frequencies and wearing linen. God is not going to judge you based on whether you believed four, four, A440 was demonic or not or bad or not or what the deep state says about it. God's not going to ask you about that on Judgment Day. He's not going to ask you about your whether you wore linen exclusively. He's not gonna, he's that's not going to none of that stuff's going to come up. That's none of that stuff's going to come up. Not at all. Not even not even a little bit. This other stuff we're talking about, that's what's going to come up. We need to concern ourselves with the things God's concerned with. God's not concerned with whether you're tuning your guitar to A440 or not. I I promise you. I promise you he's not. I'm a I'm a I'm a prophetic worship leader that tunes to A440 and I can crack the sky open wide and the Holy Spirit will come down and blah blah blah. I'm not saying that to do that. I'm saying that to say that this A440 thing, if it was all that, then God would not come down and cause miracles if I'm tuned to A440. See what I'm saying? It's it's a non-issue. Don't make non-issues issues. There's people on here that are pro that are that are flat earth. I'm not flat earth. I don't think flat earth is an issue. They know that about me. But they know the other stuff I'm talking about is important, which is why they're still here. We need to make the stuff that God's concerned with our priority, not the stuff of you know, not this other stuff. You know, and that's not even a subtle rebuke. I'm just saying, yeah, no, 
I don't, I don't pay attention to those things. I don't concern myself with frequencies, essential oils, electromagnetic frequencies, whether or not I'm wearing linen 100% of the time. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't concern myself with those things because they don't matter. They literally have nothing to do with anything except for the fact that the people that can't heal the sick cast out demons or raise the dead. See, if I can't heal the sick... I'm going to probably talk about frequencies and linen and essential oils. Even that's what, remember how he, he said in Matthew concerning the Pharisees, how they taught the doctrines of men. And, but yet they did not understand the weightier matters. Right. And so it's interesting because look at the people that are calling gen six, a conspiracy. Right. Guess what? It says, it, all you have to do is look at the verses of scripture where Yeshua, the red letters say in the volume of the book, it's written of me. And in the right. very beginning, it talks about Yeshua. It talks about the son of man. It goes from Genesis to revelation. Yeah. That's how you know you're not on a conspiracy. Yeah. You, it always points back to him. Just yeah. wanted to make that note. Bob says, I believe and have faith. I'm trying to do it right. I believe you, Bob. I absolutely yep. believe that about you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Bob. I believe that about you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's all in A440. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. I really appreciate that, man. Blessings on you. We, we love having you around, man. Yeah. And we pray for you while you're on the road driving. He's a truck driver, if you didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. What else? Man. We got a lot of area. Yikes. <sighs> well, you know, on the international front, I got to bring this up. Oh, no. Oh, we no. bombed Syria. I no, can't we, believe it. We're, we're, aren't we like kind of pushing Iran or something? Kinda yeah, we, but you know what? I'm wondering if it's a smoke screen because on the backside, they still want to do the deal. But he boldly came out and said, not on my watch. So Lenny, Lenny, since I am literally, I am literally ignoring the majority of what's going on with this administration. I, I, I am. I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it, it's imploding on itself right now. Did you see that that rally by Trump the other day? No, I, I've been. It was huge. Now, maybe, I we're, see. maybe we're not supposed to go there on this channel. Oh, it's okay. As long, I mean, well, there are certain things we probably shouldn't say, but I saw the video footage of Texans in their do what trucks with big old flags and Trump flags, basically surrounding uh, Kemala. <laughs> Did you see that sign from Guatemala? I instead didn't of, see that. Instead of Kamala, is Kemala, which means what a bad person, what a bad female. Kemala, because Mala instead of Malo. Yeah, it's a great play on words. It's a great pun. Uh, I got to give whoever came up with that major kudos. Instead of Kamala, it says Kemala. Like, what a, what a bad person and female. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. But anyway, I saw a bunch of Texas do-wet trucks surrounding the uh, bus, and uh, it looked a little bit road warrior-ish, which is fine by me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. there's a – Oh, man. It's just, it's just been interesting to watch. It's imploding, and he's just oh. exploding. So my question is, since I'm not – keeping up the tabs on on news because i i have no 
stomach for the admin. Uh, why are they doing things in the Middle East? Well, they're getting provoked. They have to make a reaction in order to make their own people satisfied that are saying, you know what, don't give away the farm. And so... Well, why did, but see, the last admin didn't have to do anything like that. I don't, you know why? Because we had complete power and they were scared. They, they were, the hell was scared out of them. They didn't want to budge because you know he would have thumped them right away. And are you saying that was not all talk? Are you saying that the world respected our last admin? Yes, they are. And, and so he didn't have to be button to see how Biden wants to respond. They, they couldn't do that to Trump, he couldn't push his buttons. You know why? Because he goes, what did he, what he say? I got a bigger button. <laughs> I got the big button. You try to even come near me. I, I got the big button, buddy. Yeah. But you know what? Turkey's just sitting on the sidelines, and they're watching Russia, and they're getting more and more powerful, and people don't see it. He's rising. That's all I can say. He's rising. So this was just a little bit of uh, political commentary, nothing more. Totally. That's all. Oh, yeah. He's just trying to be the hero. Oh, we just made a a specific attack. We only are using limited resources. We're trying to be accurate in the way that we're bombing. Everybody goes, he can't even talk straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right, Tim. Oh, and when did all all this stuff start happening? Hmm. When did they start doing this? When did when did they start knocking on those doors? Well, right after uh, the cessation of hostilities between Israel and Hamas. Is it over the weekend? I mean, is yeah, this new last, thing? Was, yeah, this was over this last weekend. Do you know what and day all this started? Was it Sunday, Monday? It was around Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, interesting. Well, Saturday back then would be Sunday here, so right around that time. And then that big thing happened in Florida with that hotel coming down. Yeah. And uh, right now, that's the only bright spot, even though that was a tragic thing. You got Israel, you got Mexico, you got all the world pitching in saying, you know, we got to find these people. No. And you know what? They're trying to bag on the governor of Florida. And what did California do yesterday? Oh, yeah. You cannot fly from California to Florida because of the LGBTQT. Whatever. XYZ. XYZ. WP. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's correct, Marie. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. I saw that. I saw that Californians are not allowing travel to Florida because of something like that. I did see that. I see the little blips. Thank God. The So, you know, for the last six, eight, ten months, people were sending me, you know, two-hour-long videos left and right. I was being bombarded. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to watch any of it. I just can't. Tell me what? Can you tell me what's going on in 90 seconds? Yeah. Well, Miss Bruce right now is really sending out the text. She wants to come to the rescue and get Newsom out of there. Man, Miss Bruce. Jenna. Oh God. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I got it. I, I'm bad. I'm smart. Well, that's, that's, that explains it. I mean, huh. Hey, we should probably figure out something to talk about for the next eight minutes before we say something that gets us in trouble. Well, I think it was someone talked about Twiggy on here, and it brought me back to the movie, one of my all-time go-to movies when I just want to chill. The Blues Brothers, man, they're the greatest. They were the best. 
yes. Oh my gosh. When is Twiggy, Twiggy showed up, man. Is Twiggy in that movie? Oh yeah, she's in that movie and he hit up on her and everything. Oh, I love that movie. That's Twiggy. like everybody hated that movie. I mean, it's like Cruella. And those guys, they're my heroes. Oh my gosh. I bet people are gonna quit on that one too. Twiggy was awesome, man. Yeah. She just totally represented a whole deal, man. It was pretty wild. Pretty wild. That's why she's on the Bowie pinups cover. That would be yes, Bob. We are still having the men's retreat in Utah. Hey, we lost. Was that? It was the rapture. We lost Lenny. Oh, I'm back. He's back. Just had to open the door for my dog. That was scary, man. I thought you were just raptured away, and I was left behind. Almost, but something pulled behind. me back. They pulled me back into this. Place. Two men doing a live stream on YouTube. One disappears, and the other one's standing here going, huh? Huh? We should all been ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's no time to change Facebook's mind. Oh, boy. Again, Bowie, man. That was the other movie, Mar The Martian. They're playing all of Bowie's music on that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of you when I heard that the uh, other day. Yeah. So. You know, there's people out there that hate my that hate me that can not help but think about me whenever they hear Bowie. It's like sweet revenge, a little bit of revenge. I, I got an education <laughs> in Bowie when we went down to Vegas that time. Oh. And between that and Daniel Amos, we listened to Bowie all the way. That's funny. Till we got to Tommy's. Yeah, Tommy's. <laughs> I haven't had Tommy's in uh a little while. I need I need a Tommy's and the beach. You want to yes. make me happy? Tommy's and the beach. Yes. Oh, and I love Echo and the Bunnymen. Echo and the Bunnymen is one of the greatest band names on earth ever. I love that band. Yeah. Yeah, the beach. Beach and Tommy's. I need to. I need to. My wife said, why don't you just jump on an Allegiant Air? Fly to LA for a couple, three or four days. Yeah, they're they're going for like thirty five bucks one way. No, but it's like cardboard. The airplane's made out of cardboard or something. It's like Fred Flintstone feet airline, isn't it? It's a little scary that you know airline, isn't it? It's a you can fly from Vegas to Santa Maria for thirty bucks, and then you head on to those beaches up there in Pismo and all that. Oh yeah. my gosh! You can go from Provo to Burbank. There you go. On the cheap. I think they only fly out on Thursdays and Sundays, or maybe they've changed that a little bit. But I just I just need a Tommy's while I'm smelling the salt air and listening to the waves. I can I can taste the chili on it right now. <laughs> you know, they consider it a condiment. Oh boy. Yeah, here we are talking about freaking Tommy's in the beach. We've got nothing else to talk about. What else do we have to talk about? Wow, I'm out of coffee. Nothing to talk about. We me uh, too. We had a good. We had a good. It was a good show. Talked yeah. about some some thick stuff. Really good. Yeah. Oh, Moving just around the world today. So. Quick announcement. Just make make sure. To, um, yes, I think we we're going to do that, Tim. Um, if you're on Facebook, be sure to like the page so that you'll get alerts when we're uh, doing our thing. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and hit that bell to get those alerts. Leave comments, leave thumbs ups and likes and all that stuff. 
what else? Any news on Daryl? Daryl who? Rabbi. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I mean, the guy didn't have the tassels to call me. Why are we going to hear from him? The guy didn't even physically actually never called. So anyway, um, what else? And um, share, share, share this stuff with your friends and family. If, 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 uh, yeah, we're here every Tuesday morning, 8.45 a.m. Central. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. I've driven by there, but I haven't been there. Uh, Texas Red. Don't go there. I love Daryl. Oh, Bob, I didn't go there. Daryl did. I don't have to go there. He did for us already. Um, bless. Yeah, we blessed him live on the air. So, yeah. What else? Um, I think that's it, right? Am I missing I anything? So. Next know. two weeks, be on your toes. Just continue to pray. Yeah, we just live our own. You don't know my life. That's my my granddaughter. You don't know my life. Uh, I don't have his email. I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure I do somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure you can get a hold of him. Uh, what else? Well, hey, thanks for uh, joining us, everybody. We're yeah. down to the last minute. Thanks for again, as always. We really, we greatly appreciate your support and your watching of our nonsense and our rhetoric. And every once in a while, the spirit of God will show up. You're listening to Chameleon Church: Biblical Antidotes for the Modern Man, with your host Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.